Is there a problem, officer? Yes, you've gotten a noise complaint. That's right, folks. Hello and welcome. You've got to tune to CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory here at the University of British Columbia. My name is Jasper. Welcome. How you doing? We are here and you are listening to Noise Complaint. It is the first episode of Noise Complaints since the month of February of this year. It's been a long time and I have a super special guest with me. I have Ruby Singh, one one member of the Sufi hip-hop group Jalak. Ruby, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, um, all things considered, you know what I mean? Today I'm just leaning into like a little bit of sunshine and hanging out in my backyard having a conversation with you. So um, right now, things are all right. That's great. Thank you yeah. so much for taking the time to join me over the phone and, and hang out on air. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I'm really, really glad to be here. Well, um, we're we're here today to, to mostly talk about your new record uh, and your new project, Jalak. Um, but there's, I think there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today, and I'm really excited about our conversation. So I think just to start off, could you like tell the folks listening at home who you are in case they're not familiar with your work? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, my name's Ruby Singh, and I am an interdisciplinary artist and uh, facilitator uh, based in and around kind of uh, social justice-based framework stuff, and then in the artist realm, which is kind of what we're more, more talking about here. Um, I have been a musician, producer, and composer for the last 20 years or so, and um, I just... Um, you know, I never started playing music when I was younger. I didn't start till later in life, and I, I was, you know, just blown away by the power of music my whole life, and then the idea that I could actually make it. Um, and 20 years later, I find myself uh, working with these amazing musicians from India and creating this this project that uh, is uh, near and dear to my heart, and with people that are near and dear to my heart. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's been a been a great journey to get here. Uh, and be able to make this 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 music. You you summed that up really well. I was I've been reading about you uh, all day and about all the different <laughs> things that you do and there, you do so much. And um, you know this this project that we're talking about today is just one small small part of of what you do. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, maybe we could go back to something you just said because you said you came you came to music late in life. So I mean yeah. that's that's like relative to, to you know it's different for everybody. So like what what age are we talking about? Uh, we're talking 20, 21, and then, yeah. like, you know, probably wasn't until, like, my mid-20s that, uh, like, I moved to East Van and met up with, like, you know, some freaky musicians here, and yeah. they were, and they were, like, invited me to come play with them, and uh, I'd gotten, I'd been into spoken word and fell into the slam scene here. And, oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we we're having events at the Sugar Refinery, uh, an old venue on... Uh, Granville Street, where you know a lot of us kind of cut our gums, both in the jazz and the and the hip hop and spoken word world back then. Yeah, that's um, the that's a I I relate to everything you just said so much because it's very similar to how to how I fell into music too, sort of around the oh, same cool. age, just like started hanging out with people in the cities, just started doing it, you know, and it yeah yeah I I wonder like. You know, I, I often wonder what what it would be like if if I had gotten involved sooner. But like, is that something you ever think about? You know? Like, oh, definitely, definitely. Like, you, you know, I think there's 
all sorts of things, but I'm also grateful for it happening when it happened and the way that it happened. Um, I've approached music as uh, very not as uh, like, you know, probably my route would have been had I brought that to my family would have been kind of in a in a more classical Indian sense that that would have maybe showed up in my life. Sure. But sure. Uh, how, how it showed up, you know, one of my first experiences is like a group of friends that were in a punk band and uh, the drummer was late and they threw sticks at me and told me to go start beating no something. So, you know, that that that's kind of also put a big kind of DIY spirit into me. Uh, so, and, you know, uh, as you probably know, you know, punk and hip hop are, uh, you know, very, uh, related animals Sure, when yeah. To, when it comes to music and philosophy there, going, going into it. Yeah. The ethos for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's a super punk rock way to start, you know, just, <laughs> just, uh, having drumsticks thrust into your hands and yeah, jumping definitely. on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was at a rehearsal for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Wasn't, okay. wasn't quite ready to jump, jump on stage for a little bit after that, but it, it wasn't wasn't too long after that that I was, uh, you know, probably smashing some things. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I know you do a lot of work with like young people too, and yeah, like absolutely. bringing music to them, and I I, I want to talk about that a little bit later on. So I'll, I will I'll circle back to that, but but let's talk about let's talk about Jalak and that and how it started. I know uh, from my research that. You you met the your your collaborators uh, here in Vancouver at the Indian Summer Festival many yeah. years ago. It seems. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, t- tell me a bit about tell me a bit about how that happened. Well, um, Srish Rao, the artistic director of um, Indian Summer Festival here, uh, worked for a long time in um, in India as well, and worked with festivals over there, and knew this group of uh, Rajasthani musicians. Um, they're family crew is called Rajasthan Josh. And um, on their first visit here, he wanted to put some local musicians in conversation. He's been brilliant at curating that way and has been, has led to so many uh, really meaningful collaborations in my life. And really this project would not be happening without, without him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's connected us both on this side of the world and on that side of the world. So um, just want to give him some props for, for making this connection. And, uh, you know, I roll up and I'm not sure what to expect. And then, it tur- then you know, uh, somehow it kind of gone through and I didn't realize they were singing Kowali music, which is music that I've grown up with. Okay. Um, that, uh, you know, the late great Ustad Nasrat Fatih Ali Khan, um, you know, uh, made so many compositions and they were playing some of his compositions, which have been favorite songs of mine. And um, I remember that first time getting on stage with them. And, I, you know, I, I say it over and over again because it's just truly how it felt. Just like I just went and was like I was like a kid in mud. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, this is possible in the world. Right. I can have I, I can have this much connection and this much joy and this much like reverence all happening at the same time on stage. Wow. And it was just, it was just, it, it, it just melted me and like kind of blew my head open to what possibility of stage and sharing a stage with other artists really was. These yeah. people just, you know, just gave them their full selves. Wow. And it was, oh man. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. So that following winter, I was like, no, I'm getting on a plane. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Following them back there. <laughs> You know, it's the it's that magical thing that happens sometimes between people and music. Um, that sort of like what you're describing sounds like that sort of instant chemistry 
mm-hmm. that that like few people get to experience when they're when they're trying to make music with other people. You know, it's a really rare thing. Yeah, I, I, it, it was so unique to, unique to me, and that's you know we're talking six seven years ago. Sure, and and you know I'd been playing music probably live for you know good good you know decade at least if not more. Yeah, and and then it was just this other like kind of level of experience because the the devotional n- nature of the songs as well puts you into a, uh, a an, an altered state if you would, um, and then to feel this connection on t- on top of that, and you just like you know feel like all the ancestors are like swarming around and celebrating. That's yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because from what I understand. Um, the music is uh, on this record is is mostly composed of interpretations of of music uh, and poems uh, that are you know up to seven hundred years old, yeah. um, really ancient stuff. Yeah. So maybe yeah, could you talk about that a bit and like what so like what are these source texts that you're working from? Sure. So like you know a lot of it was. Um me reaching out to various scholars in Delhi, one person in particular, uh, Dr. Madan Gopal Singh, uh, who is uh, also an incredible artist in his own right, um, and um, in both film and music. And uh, he has a group called Jad Yad that I've also had the opportunity to collaborate with, because once I got a hold of him about this project, he was like, oh, look at you. Okay, let's, mm-hmm. let's maybe do something together, too. But um so these these songs kind of came to me through very different uh, various different uh, Kowali groups. So like I was mentioning, uh, Ustad Nasrat Fateh Ali Khan, Sabri Brothers, and um, even um, you know because in the region that my family's from, there in Punjab, um, Punjab of course crossed over into Pakistan before uh, before partition, mm-hmm. and um, you know the style of music and culture was just interweaving with everything around it. Uh, my family Sikh, and so within the Guru Granth Sahib, we have um, lots of different philosophy based in there, both from Muslims, from Sikhs, and from Hindus, uh, are all contained within our holy book of hymns. And um, so all of this kind of music, poetry, is kind of circling this, this orbit, and, you know, I've had cases of it being being the firstborn of my family over here. I've had mm. a case of it and certain things that I connected to a little bit more than others. And, you know, Kowali was just one of the things that I just fell absolutely in love with and listened to so much. Like, um, especially like when, kind of when I was 19, when I was just kind of emerging into like expanding my listening scope from, you know, uh, golden era hip hop. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and totally. Then, like listening to this other place that where like rhythm is huge, like yeah. the cadence is huge, improv is huge, and so it's just like super inspiring. I think I just went off on a tangent, and I'm trying to come back to where we're supposed to be. But um... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, wherever that is, <laughs> wherever that is. So um, yeah, and uh, then th- they did a couple of these songs, and it turned out Chuge, the oldest. Um, uh, brother of the crew there yeah. actually studied with Nasr Fateh Ali Khan as a kid and is a kid in some of those early recordings that I listened to. Amazing. Yeah. What totally. are the chances like, of that? Exactly. Like, like rip my head open. Wow. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so all these kind of, you know, it feels, it very much feels to me like, you know, stars align, ancestors align, and we're like, hey, 
tick, tick, tick. Um, right, right, right. And then there's this this whole piece that I didn't discover till a few years into our collaboration that um, on my paternal side, uh, my family all comes about 300 years ago, migrated from the same region that um, their family is in Jaisalmir in Rajasthan. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so there's like, and his family is, they're like 19th generation musicians. So as far wow. back as records as they can find, they find their, their ancestors as court musicians. So they belong to a, a cast there called Munganir, okay. uh, which is uh, the court musicians. And so there's the, this crazy chance that our ancestors were hanging out 300 years ago. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. <laughs> so it, it like all these various different twists and turns through this um, led me to um, wanting to kind of really dive into the words in the, in the koals. And then I started discovering myself how old these were. Because, right. you know, I thought they they were like, you know, maybe in my lifetime, maybe a little bit before that. And then to discover some of these texts come from uh, Amir Husro, who is like, you know, a uh, I think the closest thing I could come to in a Western paradigm would be called a Renaissance man. Okay, uh, sure. From like 700 years ago, this man like derived classical Hindustani music and its forms and its rags, palas, invented sitar, sympathetic strings, like this man went off. Right. And on top of that was this prolific poet. Right. Uh, Inventor, and musician, and poet. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so I, I find out that one of the one of these songs actually like stems back that far, and uh, then a few of them are 500, and another 600, and like all these all these different things. So as as I'm uncovering uncovering these texts through either conversation um, with these scholars or in my own in my own research, um, I start kind of thinking about and wrapping my head around how I'm going to approach them with. Um, respect mm-hmm. and not not wanting to like butcher um, mm-hmm. something that's been in existence and quite quite profoundly affected people so um so far there's been no no real hate around it <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's, that's always a good sign it's so it's so <laughs> wonderful to to like whenever can you like can you imagine what this person how this person would react to hearing that 700 years later his 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 work was being reinterpreted and and recorded i mean even just like explaining recorded music Recording. you yeah, know absolutely um yeah. it's just so nice to think that like his work can have this whole other life uh centuries centuries after him um yeah. I, it's really a beautiful thought and yeah, it's, it really, it, it really it's, is. It's so cool that you had all of these, you know, ancestral connections to the work and to the to your collaborators that you only discovered after the fact. I just think that's like it's a pretty remarkable story. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, kind of like I I say the stuff out loud and like still my hairs like are standing on end. Tingle a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. All these all these things still kind of like light up inside of my body around it. Um, wow. You know, it brings me to a little bit of sadness that we would actually be uh, have played. Where would we have been? We would have been uh, playing a festival in the interior of BC. Oh yes. Had, uh, had we been. Uh, uh, not struck with a global pandemic. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Because I, I, the record came out in early May, right? So I suppose you yeah. probably you probably had summer dates all lined up, hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
yeah. Which, the idea was they'd, they'd come over here and we'd we'd do a tour for the for uh, July over here. Yeah. And then I then I'd go over there in the winter and we'd do a tour over there. Yeah. Well, I I mean I'm sure you'll get to make it up once you yeah. know at some point in time. But yeah, exactly. that's that's too bad. Well, why don't we why don't we why don't we uh, dive into the record and play a song? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Cool, cool. What should we start with? Um, hmm. Oh, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, let's start with, um, why don't we start at the beginning? Okay. From the top? Okay. So, uh, no, no, no. The beginning is actually the end song. Oh, right, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this song was uh, my first trip over there. Uh, this was our first attempt at uh, working working together, and a lot of this is recorded just with my portable recorder, and not in really? studio like like a lot of the rest of the album. Yeah, so uh, how we recorded the album is a whole another story, which maybe we'll get to. Yeah, <laughs> we'll that, get to after this first song. That was actually where I was going to take our next segment. So that's that's perfect awesome. segue. So uh, yeah, this one is uh, Magnario Mastana, and. Um, yeah, uh, I think let's uh, let's let's check it out. Yeah, 
I'm mad to struggle with this quest to relay these feelings from this chest. Stolen words from the breath, open moments of the blessed. Broken omens confessed. I'm at the will of this tempest. Taking over, I'm possessed by the friend's request. I roam like bones over land and sea. Just to get a glimpse of infinity. Even a single seed of your life given tree. It's enough for me to hold blow, open and expose. But where am I to go? Where am I to roam? Really do I need to know? With the guidance of the soul, another truth to behold. Another piece of the whole. Alchemical gold. Now break the threshold that flesh holds. Come on, let's go. listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Tune in to Too Dreamy, Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. on CITR, featuring music from local female and non-binary musicians and some sweet bedroom pop tunes. There is currently no 
vaccine to prevent coronavirus disease 2019 or COVID-19. You can protect yourself and help prevent spreading the virus to others if you Wash your hands regularly for 20 seconds with soap and water or alcohol-based hand rub. Cover your nose and mouth with a disposable tissue or flexed elbow when you cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact, one meter or three feet, with people who are unwell. Stay home and self-isolate from others in the household if you feel unwell. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth if your hands are not clean. Monitor yourself for common symptoms of COVID-19, like a fever, cough, or shortness of breath. Call a health professional if you're experiencing these symptoms. Hey folks, you are back on CITR 101.9 FM. You're listening to Noise Complaint. I'm Jasper, and I'm hanging out with Ruby Singh. Ruby, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I think I heard some Chrissy Lee Charles right there. That always puts me in a better mood. Oh, right on, right on. Um, yeah. We just heard the closing track from your new record, Jalak. Uh, May Na- Naraye Mastana. Did I, did I do okay saying that Yeah, right? you did okay, actually. Uh, May Naraye Mastana. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite song on the record. I love all the voices that come in at the end. Thanks. Yeah, that was uh, that, that was us sitting around in a room with the like whole family uh, and, and like what uh, you know having. Uh, I think I had my loop station with me, right? So, and using that, using that as like a click track, right? And so we just had everybody clapping and started getting uh, you know all the all the like brothers, uh, the older the older men, and all the kids singing along. Yeah, it 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 feels like it has this really authentic. Feel to it, all those voices and the clapping, and it's like loose, and but it's but it's it sinks right in, and it just kind of yeah. adds this really human dimension to the song. Um, and so, before the break, you were you alluded to um, uh, f- a lot of field recording being important to this record. So, um, what yeah. I wonder if you could talk about that, like how this record got made. Yeah, well, you know, like the the, the record, uh, I'm I'm hoping sounds holistic. I, I of course like listen to different parts and try and remember where we actually recorded them. Sure. So you know, because um, we started off with with that song, and like I was saying, recorded most of that with just like a little portable H4 recorder in yep. India, uh, and then um, then on their next trip over here um, for a show we did at the Commodore, uh, not the Commodore, at the Orpheum, with a Swath of local musicians, uh-huh. um, including uh, like Kenny Starr and Russell Wallace and nice. uh, Tiffany Moses. So I brought together a kind of a larger collab with them. Um, while they were here for that, I like you know ha- had been so busy, kind of in the in the cur- curation end of things, bringing artists together that I thought would work. That I'd totally forgotten about recording. Okay. Because um, I was like, oh, yeah, we should definitely be recording something. We should be rolling, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We should be rolling. Uh, and, you know, a um, uh, dear friend and producer on the album, uh, Adam Shake, uh, was like, oh, uh, I, funny enough, don't have any gigs. Like, And it's so rare for mm-hmm. Adam Shake to not have a gig in the mm-hmm. summer on a weekend. Uh, so, like, again, stars align. And um, Adam's like, yeah, I'll just hop in, hop in my truck have some gas money and, wow. and uh, I'll set it all up. And, you know, like for Adam Shake to leave his house, he must have been feeling something too. Um, <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he hard to get out of the house? Well, I mean, like, you know, like the guy, you know, he's a multi-award nominee and winner. He's busy. 
he, he's a busy man and he's getting paid to do things. You uh, know what I mean? Sure. The, yeah. The, the yeah. fact that he was like, I'll come and just record this. That's amazing. It's it just so, so, so gracious of him. Uh, and so he came down and in between where I worked at the Sarah McLaughlin school of music mm-hmm. and, um, um, they had offered that we could use the space for rehearsal. And so we took one of the side rooms and kind of like patch milled a, a, a little, uh, some isolation uh, barriers together with some blankets and various different things yep. and did some recording there that shows up on the album. Very and cool. then, um, and then it was like, okay, we kind of got enough for probably like a song or two. But uh, at this point I was like, oh, I want to, I really just like want to lean in and like make an album with this. Right. Um, and so I applied for some creative BC funding. Um, and um, then they'd come, they came back again. And that, at that point in time, we got into visa issues. So oh, only, no. So only one of the brothers made it through. Oh, no. Uh, and so that was heartbreaking. Um, and we kind of did our best. And, like, we wrote a couple of songs that are on the album. Like, one of our our originals is our kind of title track called Jaluk mm-hmm. um, on the album. And... Um, so we wrote that while we were here and we, we did a bunch of recording, but, you know, things were, of course, just missing because we didn't have the crew. Yeah. Um, and so next I was like, well, let's let's roll over to Canada Council and see if they'll, they'll offer some support for the yeah. project. And certainly they did. And so uh, me and Adam... After that, we're like, you know, we've just done this like super pro studio stuff here at Afterlife. Uh, oh, nice. With uh, John Ram John, there. And yeah, yeah and, and, you know how great of a human being he is. Of course. Um, and so I wanted like, you know, I wanted them to all have that experience of just being in in that kind of a space. It's just such a such a wonderful space and such mm-hmm. a wonderful history, especially when we think about uh, Vancouver's connection to early hip hop. Yeah. Um uh, I'm not sure if you know, but that used to be Mushroom Studios and the uh, the first kind of one of the first juggled breaks of uh, hip hop was recorded there. Wow. Um, and uh, it's called the Apache Beat. Um, really? I, I mean, yeah. I, I knew about Mushroom, but I didn't know the hip hop connection. Yeah. 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 The big bongo, the, the, like the big world bongo band. I, I'm, I'm messing up the name, sure. but uh, we should check it out. And uh, they that's that's where that was recorded and then you know so many people sampled it and like beat juggled it that it became like the the backup for like a, a ton of different songs it got in sampled that, like in, crazy in the, yeah in the early hip-hop era very uh, cool yeah so there, there's that connection and like not to mention all the other luminaires that have recorded and created in that space right. um so you know, we don't have the whole family. We approach Canada Council. Canada Council agrees. So me and Adam take uh, uh, some recording equipment over there. And we're thinking we're going to work in studios. And we grossly underestimate how busy these guys are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're essentially like following them around Rajasthan with, with, with recording with, here. Right. And, right. And, and as you might imagine, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever traveled over to uh, India or the subcontinent at all, um, but it's noisy. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and we brought we brought all this like all these sensitive mics. So oh, what, ended up, what, what we literally ended up having to do was like drive like off into the desert. Yeah, you just had to get away from it all, hey? Yeah, had to get away from it all. And thankfully, they knew somebody who had you know a hut, you know, like whatever seventy kilometers out of town. 
Uh, and wow. So, so there we are in the middle of the desert. Uh, and like, <laughs> thankfully, we, we'd like had some generator power that we could put far enough that that, that would get buried and like set up uh, recording and started recording in this in this like thatch and earthen hut. You you sorry. Did you say you buried the generators? No, no, no. We didn't bury them. Oh, we, okay. We got got them far enough that that they weren't in, they weren't bleeding. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you know, so we're 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 doing lots of combinations. We did some recordings at their place. We did yeah. some recordings uh, in uh, so in, that's in Jaisalmer, and then uh, they were also doing a series of shows in Pushkar and in Jaipur and in Ashmere. So like we're we're, we're just kind of like following along and, and like yeah. at the same time. I'm getting to do concerts with them. Say, say that. Say that again. Uh, oh, uh, we're also doing concerts with them. Oh, over, you're over you're, there. you're you're gigging with them. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 way that they gig over there is just such a like organic happenstance. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like, oh, you're here. Great. Great. Hop on. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So here I am in the middle of a koal slash. Okay. Early music dreams of me is mm-hmm. like. When I'm like going through this like deep love phase with uh, Koali at nineteen twenty, I'm like, you know, if only I could be a clapper in the back of one of these koalas. Just want to be, be part like, of the sound, right? Just want to be part of the sound. I, yeah. I, I, that, that would be like my a music dream fulfilled. Wow! And here I am clapping, beatboxing, uh, singing backup, doing some rapping, and wow. like just and and just. And the wonderful thing about improv and like, uh, you know, the ecstatic that uh, Kowali opens up in you and and being able to like freestyle from that place was just, uh, yeah, just just really great. You had one of those you, you had a you had a, a dream being realized moment like every oh, night with with yeah, those guys. If, if not, if not surpassed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um uh, real quick mention on that last song that played. Uh, mm. That first instrument you hear is an instrument called El Goze. Okay. And and that's like a double flute. Um, one is a is a drone. Yeah, you, you play much right. like a bag, much like a bagpipe sort of situation, and yeah. uh, it also and it requires circular breathing. Oh, which, gotcha. Which up until that experience, I'd only seen circular breathing essentially with like some do? jazz virtuo shows, and also of course with the uh, uh, ab- Aboriginal um, didgeridoo culture. Right, right. Um, so it's like, oh, look at this thing. Yeah, because I guess it wouldn't have like a bagpipe would. It wouldn't have a bladder to hold a lung to hold extra no. airs, right? So you're mm-hmm. bre- okay, cool. So yeah, it's like a sympathetic just... drone, and then there's a a melody, I guess, flute to accompany it. Yeah, absolutely, and I've I've been I've been trying to play this thing for a few years, and and just like the skill set that it takes to do it, yeah, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh. Just learning the breathing alone would be would yeah be nuts. Yeah, and that's uh, Celine Khan, who's also the lead vocalist on that track and a lot of the other tracks, uh, playing the playing the Elgozi as well. Where Where are they from? Are they local or uh, the Elgozi? No, uh, uh, Salim. Oh, Salim is one uh, is one of the brothers, the Khan brothers. Oh, there. okay, gotcha. One of the Khan yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the youngest. Okay, so you and Adam Sheikh went over there. You, yeah. you, you brought your gear. You did your best to to find moments where you could capture some sounds. Yeah. You ended up touring around with them, and eventually, yeah. you had enough to, to to put the album together. 
Yeah. So then, um, you know, we, we get back and then that spring I got a, uh, Adam's based out in, um, the Silicon Valley and mm-hmm. I had a tour, I had a tour in Alberta. I have a solo, um, project that I do, uh, for families called group loops. Uh, yeah. Totally. And, uh, and so that's, uh, so I had a tour going on over there. So I booked a extra couple of weeks to be able to go and just hang out with Adam and kind of like start to like bring all of, all of this together. And uh, that's that's where kind of you know the songs had had been rolling and we'd understood a little bit, but that was definitely the place where we're just like, okay, let's take the heat of all the things that we have <laughs> and start and start to build. That's cool. I was really excited to learn that Adam worked on this record because I'm I'm a big fan of Adam. Um, his Dream Tree project stuff is just oh, yeah. so great. Um, I mean, you know that man that man has been just like blowing my mind for. Geez, well over twenty years. Wow. Okay, back, you guys go back. way back, hey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was just a fan at first, and we we slowly became friends as well. Cool. Because um, he was with uh, what was it, Interchill Records, way mm-hmm. back then. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, he just you know, was making great music that really spoke to me, and uh, yeah, such a such a treat to be able to then later in life get to get to work with him. That's so great. So he was, um, I guess he was co-producing and was he like contributing sound too? Like, Oh yeah. Totally. I totally hear him on the record now that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the keys, the, the, the production, yeah. um, you know, the, the, he was, he's, he's all over that thing. I hear him. I, I totally hear him. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. That's such a great story. And so what, like what time frame? like how many years ago was this when you were running around putting it all together? Uh, so this was just last, um, Essentially, okay, I'm going to, when we were over in winter 2018, 19 was when we were in India for that, for that last trip with Adam. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, then not, it was that, that yeah, then it was that spring that we started to like really kind of patch things together. And then of course, both of our summers are our summers as musicians here. Uh, and, uh, so then we came back to it again in the fall and really kind of just, started getting it all ready and uh these days it's nice to like kind of enter into releasing something when you have everything ready oh i tell me about it uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a good way to go if you can if you can get it all together yeah exactly and you know our, our you know the canada council is thankfully patient with us so. uh, yeah that's great that's great <laughs> yeah. yeah so okay let's why don't we let's do another tune okay yeah yeah what, uh, do, what do you want to play for the folks um let's see here um why don't we go with um why don't we go into uh, start uh, get uh Jalak rolling title Number track three. yeah cool cool what uh do you do you have any any prompts anything you want to tell tell talk well, about with this tune? Uh, well literally this is uh this is the one that was written in vancouver um and um we are driving i just picked him up from the hotel I have these lyrics for this chorus in my mind cool. uh, that he's like, oh, those are great lyrics, but not sure about that melody. What about this one? And uh, the song births from, from a little drive from the hotel picking him up into the studio. Love it. Here it is. Yeah. All right. Get 
rays of the love between the moon and the sun. Solar rays and moonbeams roll off this tongue. Eclipse all the hate and build a world for the young.
That was Jellic, the title track from from Jellic from Ruby Sings New Record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jasper, you have to tell people about the instrument. Okay. Well, what? Okay. So uh, we uh, off air while while that was playing. Ruby and I were just chatting about about Afterlife and the, that Farfisa, that organ sound that was featured heavily in that song, uh, actually belongs to uh, a member of my band. Um, so good. Yeah, we we have it's this old red Farfisa organ that we left at Afterlife Studios uh, sometime in 2016, and we've only recently just picked it up. Um, and it's this is actually it's really nice to hear this Ruby because we have felt very guilty about it ever since about like dumping this gear on John and it's we're glad it's good to hear that it's it's getting used. Oh man, it made this song like once w- once we heard that we're like we have to do this and it's like I don't know like a four four two so we just had to like tune everything else to it. Yeah, it's just a few <laughs> cents out, right? The, yeah, the yeah, old Farfisa. Totally. Yeah. Um, it, it, we just fell in love with it, so that, that is some cool, cool uh, wraparound in, f- in this year conversation. I feel like it, it's really appropriate, given like everything you've shared with us about how this record happened and how you have these connections to the people and the music. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it just seems appropriate that you would, yeah. you know, come on the show, and then there's just another, another crazy <laughs> like, wait connection. A that instrument's from my band, dude. It's as cr- it's just crazy. <laughs> Because it's such a big, heavy organ, and it does—it only does one thing, but it does it really well. Really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we fell in love with that sound because we're like, don't want to quite go classic harmonium. Totally. Want to want to want to do something a little bit different. And Farfisa was just like perfect in between. Yeah, you want the 1960s Italian interpretation of the harmonium. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know what, if you're next time you're making a record and you want to borrow it, you let me know because I can get it back for I you. I definitely okay? will. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so that's the title track from this record, and it's and it translates to spark. Is that correct? Yeah, and like, and again, one of the other things that I didn't realize that um, actually um, in one of my interviews, somebody was like, "Oh yeah, so jaluk in in slang in like uh, urban Indian culture means cool." Oh really? Yeah, I had yeah, yeah. No idea. It's like cool person. Yeah, yeah. And I had I had no idea. Oh man, that's great. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, oh great, yeah, we'll totally use that. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, roughly translated, I, I like you know, I take certain like definitely, I'm taking some liberties and in interpret interpretations, but yeah, it's like this like fleet. It can be like this fleeting moment of light or this fleeting moment or this um, yeah, this glint of light, mm-hmm. to which I I I would add. That it, you know, closest thing in English for me would be spark. Yeah, it's hard to. I can. I can only imagine that it's hard to translate some of these words, right? They just have, you know, meaning is so contextual. And like, yeah, that's, you... that's why I was really like, I was like, it's okay. I'm just going to interpret them. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because because it's like you know when trying to do direct translations of poetry and cultural context and all the all the various different things. Oh, it's so um, intersectional, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, we don't that. I'm glad you brought this up because I actually did want to ask you. You know, as I listen to to this record, I I can hear what you're saying, right? But I was I like I just I'm so curious about like what what the 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 brothers are singing about, like. I, yeah. I know each song is probably very different, but like maybe you could totally. talk about that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, we can pick this song. Uh, 
Um, a, a dear friend is just saying hello, and I'm just going to wave back. I'm just interviewing on CITR right now. It's it's so <laughs> you know now that you bring that up, it's really it's really nice because like we can. It sounds like you're having like a party in your backyard because we can kind of hear people just like laughing and talking. It's really nice. Hey, it's a good backdrop. Yeah, it's a good backdrop. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, so if uh, we're looking at uh, Jellic there, um, so those those words, Jellic, Jellic, Metadome, can literally be translated as uh, there's a spark in my heart, and I translate that in the beginning of uh, the, the, the raps there. Um, and then uh, they bring in um, some more lyrics from a, I believe, 15th century Punjabi poet named Bulle Shah. Okay. Um, and, uh, so one of the lyrics that just like, I absolutely love is, uh, so there's a string in your heart, uh, that can only be plucked by love. Hmm. Uh, so, um, but it's this idea that, uh, for a instrument to be fulfilled, it has to play with another instrument, much like hmm. being the metaphor of being in love with somebody or being in yeah. love with the divine. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like that one, I probably did one of the one of the better jobs of like translating raps. Cool. Uh, within it, um, so because one of the things I follow with is there's a spark in my heart, and it's. Uh, 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 take a string and attach to my heart. Use love as a blow. Uh, use love as a bow and play my world into parts. No heart is looking to play this solo. So let the bell ring and make this a duo. And what he mentions is a is a bell instrument as well. Yeah. Okay. You did a pretty good job. Yeah. I'd say. I'd say you, yeah. You've just about nailed it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was working it. <laughs> so you were. Yeah. So okay. So a lot of like your your verses. Uh, if if I'm understanding correctly are interpretations as well, as opposed to just compositions. Like you, you read, oh, you read yeah. the text and were like trying to, trying to capture it. And yeah, totally trying to pull out uh, major themes, major metaphors, images, um, symbols, images. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and just trying to include those in and not trying to do a direct translation. Cause um, again, like trying to rhyme uh, <laughs> yeah. while doing direct translation is is, is definitely going to be hard. Right, right. Oh, but that must have been so fun to like work with such such rich material. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like rich, so rich. And yeah, deep, and, and deep, and like so rooted in a in a place, and like so rooted in a place that I'm from. Um, yeah, and like getting getting that opportunity to kind of dive 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 deeper into into this is. Yeah, it's just just been such a gift. Well, well, Ruby, that's that's really beautiful. We um, we got time for one more song, and we have uh, we have something special lined up. Indeed, we do. Um, so, uh, amidst all of the the, the woes of the pandemic um, and not being able to play live shows, one of the things I realized was, hey, uh, a lot of the producers I admire and uh, some homies are at home. And one person in particular, uh, Max Ulis, who's an uh, incredible local uh, DJ and producer, um, I was like, oh, man, I got to reach out to Max and see if he, he, he would do a little remix for us. And uh, I think that's what we have uh, queued up here is a remix of uh, the song Chella, uh, The Beloved Wanderer. Very cool. Well, 
we're gonna we're gonna sign off with this debut of your new remix uh ruby i just want to thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me on air and talk about your work my absolute pleasure jasper really anytime and uh thanks uh please thank your bandmate for that instrument and creating that song and uh, have they has he heard the song no but as soon as i get off air i'm gonna call him and send it over awesome awesome yeah all right well you take care ruby we'll 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 talk soon okay bud Thanks so much, Jasper. You you take care out there as well. Bye. Bye-bye.